Hi, I'm Arielle. And I'm Waikia. And this is That One Black Girl, a podcast about analyzing black women in film. And today we're going to be talking about Princess and the Frog. So basically this movie is set in 1920s New Orleans, which is a very fascinating time to be a black woman. Yeah. Yeah. So the main character of this is Tiana, a black woman who, she's a 19 apparently, I never knew that. I always thought yeah. she was like 25. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm older than her now. Exactly. That's great. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay, so here we go. A hardworking and ambitious Tiana dreams of one day opening the finest restaurant in New Orleans. Her dream takes a slight detour when she meets Prince Naveen, who has been turned into an amphibian by Dr. Facilier. Mistaking her for a princess and hoping to break the spell, Naveen plants a kiss on poor Tiana, thereby turning her into a frog as well. The pair hop along on an adventure through the bayous to seek help of a powerful voodoo priestess. So yeah, Tiana is the main character. And then the other black women in the movie, the most prominent ones are her mom, Eudora, and then the voodoo priestess, Mama Odie. Yes, and during this past rewatch, I realized that I love Mama Odie a lot, and I can only hope that when I'm 109, I have that energy and that spunk in my life, because she was given it, and I appreciated every second of it. And then one random, like, small thing that I noticed about her was that she had the same nose as the pet snake, and I was like, what is that? At least she has, like, a personality. Yeah, she does. Does Eudora have a personality? This is one of the, like, questions I was saying, like, um, Mama Odie is a person, whereas Eudora is just kind of a stand-in idea. Like, she doesn't really have a role. She's just kind of, <laughs> she's just Tiana's parent that's alive. Because all yeah. of her influence is from her father. And her mom is just like, well, baby, you know, you got you got to slow down a little bit. Your dreams will get there. And then we don't see her again until Tiana has the dream. I personally am still stuck on the idea of why for like the first black princess you put her in 1920s New Orleans out of all things but like that's a rant for later like I have a whole rant about black people and fantasy that goes with that. There was like some direct some interview with the directors and they were like the birth of jazz but you cannot place a movie (laughs) in the south in the 20s and ignore all of the racial. You can't. That's that's what annoys me most. Cause he, you know, the one sentence like a little woman of your background is better off where you're at. Like that's not doing nothing. That's actually is that your attempt at trying to say that there were issues? I am looking forward to the probably inevitable twenty thirty adaption of Princess and the Frog um, with Ava DuVernay. Um, probably directing it, and Issa Rae is gonna write it. No, wait, Ava's gonna co-direct it with a white guy. Let's get something straight. Yeah, yeah. it's something's gonna happen. I'm I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. Zendaya's gonna play. Oh no. Oh my god. I mean, I don't think she'd take the role, but I she'd definitely no, be she offered. Would. Yeah, she would be offered. <laughs> so, Tiana is written where she's like, you know, very driven. She's hyper focused on her work. She doesn't have time for like a social life or anything. And, like, a lot of characters, especially in Disney movies, the protagonist is really quirky and they continuously get themselves in situations. But with Tiana, things keep happening to her. And then a lot of them are structural things, like the not getting the restaurant because of, you know, racism and capitalism and all that. So this might tie into, like, is she a person or an idea? Because I honestly not 100% sure. I truly believe that if Tiana doesn't show up, and basically the entire plot wouldn't change until maybe the last 20-ish minutes, if Tiana just disappeared from the story. 
Like she she actually has like she has motivations of sorts. Like she wants a restaurant, but even that's being ridiculed by everyone. She's getting the classic, oh you're working too hard. You need a man to like truly feel happy, which is always great. But the plot isn't revolving around her. It's revolving around Naveen and his dumbassery with Dr. Facilier and all that. Tiana's just kind of like accidentally thrown into this mess. I completely agree with you because when I was rewatching it, whenever the time was when they got like to the Mardi Gras festival, she wasn't on screen for a good, like a good amount of time for this to be her movie and her arc. It's either her connection with like her white friend or her male love interest is the only reason she's important to the plot at all. Also, like, her entire friendship with Lottie confuses me because, like, I can see this entire movie kind of acts as, like, a subverting of expectations, which I think is this is the wrong movie to do that with. Should have done it with a white woman, call it a day. Give me my little Disney princess movie. But with Lottie, like, because Tiana acts like, oh, this is a really good friendship that's really equal and based off good morals. And in the beginning, that w- those were her employers, basically, who were keeping them fed and then later on Lottie still has a lot of this power over Tiana and like she could have given her this money at any time to help her her friend but Lottie doesn't do that at all and it's still portrayed as she's still like this lovable person and uh the reason like they'll say that she doesn't give her the money is because Tiana wants to work for it and her insistence upon you know bootstrapping is just the most ridiculous thing in fucking 1920s New Orleans to own a restaurant. Like with their relationship, this is where it starts to feel the most mammy-ish. Specifically the scene where they're at the ball and Lottie's like crying on the steps. It looks like, it feels like Gone with the Wind. Like the way Tiana's dressed in that, that brown, like whatever. It's like a peasant gown compared to Lottie who's a princess. It feels like a mammy tale. It does, cause like, even though, like, Tiana's the main character, her life still, like, revolves away around, like, making sure, like, of, like, make, helping Lottie live out her dreams when it comes to, like, getting a prince and, and her forever after. And she's willing to, oh, I'll help you out no matter what. Like, she still manages to kind of play into that figure, although she's the main character. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at, like, the framing. The beginning, first person that we see is Lottie. And in every scene with them together, Lottie is in the middle and Tiana's on the side. And in the scene where Tiana puts on the gown at the ball, like the princess gown, they're like in this triangle of light and Lottie's in the center. And then Tiana's off to the side, even though it's supposed to be her reveal. If they will say that they're not intentional, how would you argue that it slipped your mind or that it didn't occur to you that this black woman who was supposed to be in the center of the story is literally off to the side of the white woman? Yeah, it's, like, I, part of me, I'm curious if it has to do with the whole subversion of the princess trope, how they still try to, like, keep the princess part intact, but it doesn't work, and, like, anyone with a hint of nuance would realize that they're not helping at all, and they're just making the situation worse. Cause I agree with the framing. I, I noticed that, especially in the beginning, how, like, Tiana was always to the side, or was, like, this really, suddenly this really shy person who was quiet when, like, Lottie's around. Mm-hmm. she's like it's subdued so- around Lottie and then yeah. with Naveen she's like in charge like that's very strange yeah because she has no time for Naveen's bullshit which I, I have no time for Naveen's bullshit but then why does she have time for Lottie's bullshit Lottie's it's- ridiculous it's it's 
it's a, it's a, they did a decision. They made a choice, and it wasn't a good one. I'm sad because like it seems the more I watch this movie in my adult life, the less and less I like it. Yeah. And I remember like you know loving this as this was the movie, and now I'm just like mildly amused. You're talking about like the frog and how she's suddenly much she's. She is a dark-skinned black woman, but in frog form, she's lighter and more slender, and she still gets, like, pretty eyelashes and whatnot. And then also, Naveen has these, like, brown spots on his legs and his back, and then she has these, like, white stripes, literally, like, highlighting and making it even lighter. Yeah. It's... Because it goes back to, like, the thing, you can notice this in a lot of, like, animated movies, especially when they get into, like, the animal side, is they always make the male darker than the female. It, although, that's not a thing at all as in any form so it just becomes like another form like i'm not gonna would you consider this like is this colorism or is this for sure okay because of the context obviously like you just said in any movie they make the um female frog frog (laughs) the female animal lighter but in this context you have to take that into account that we're looking at a dark-skinned black woman and you lighten her up next to her man like also, I really, I keep forgetting how dark Tiana is in this movie. They, they read, that marketing did her so dirty. Literally, like, the poster on Disney+, Plus, I was like, some don't look right. Yeah, and I remember um, in, like, rec- the second Record of Ralph movie with Tiana, I think Anika Nodi Rose, like, the actress who plays Tiana, was like, hey, can you darken her? Because she wasn't that light in the movie. Because they keep trying, and they gave her like this, like a 3B, not even like 3C type curls, and it just continues. They keep trying to lighten her up. But even her hair in the movie, like, she, it's fine, like, obviously, if she doesn't have a curl pattern. But they make it to where there's just like a little something, like a little wisp at the tips. So, like, what is it supposed to be? Because at the end, it's a little longer, a little droopier. And then, like, throughout the movie, she don't got no hair because she's not a human. The hair situation in this movie, like, I get, if you're gonna commit to the 1920s, then fucking commit to the 1920s hairstyles. I, I'm, I love fashion history, so, like, do it. But they don't do it. They just get this weird in-between where he's kind of, like, continually looking at her hair and going, like, what is supposed, what is supposed to be going on here? <sighs> so many tired sighs. <laughs> so, does Miss Tiana feel like a stereotype to you? She feels like a nuanced stereotype. And this also might just be because I, myself, am a very shy, quiet black girl. But Tiana, she still has this, like, really loud, not loud, but, like, strong, that's it. She just seems like a strong black woman, which isn't bad, but also that kind of gets, like, there's more nuance than that when it comes to, like, black womanhood, I guess. But also, um... I see how they were subverting expectations. Like, they were aware that they couldn't make her fully a mammy figure and that they couldn't do all this. But I think, still think they did the bare minimum to make her not a stereotype. But for me, that's not enough for me to like her character or feel like they couldn't have done better for her character. I would say from their perspective, the writers, that it is a nuance to have her, you know, having a goal, you know? Yeah. And then by the end, she realizes that's not enough. And then 
that nuance is subverted. I think the issue is um, she just seems very idealistic. She's just like very like, oh, I'm I'm going to make the best out of the situation and work hard. And it, it's so unrealistic how far she goes with that and to getting what she wants that she doesn't feel real. I think what you were just saying about a strong black woman, that may have also been their intention with nuance because strong black woman has a positive connotation like um what we do and what we put up with and everything but the reality is not good like that's it's not good to be a strong black woman because really all that means is how much you take like how much can you take before you break and we literally see her come home from a job sleep for two seconds and then get up and go back to work she shouldn't have to do that that should not be romanticized that should not be amusing she literally can't sleep so she's strong in that scene where she's teaching him how to mince mushrooms He's so bad at it, and then she still ends up doing all the work and then encouraging him again, like, in a very mammy-like fashion. Like, oh, you know, if you work hard enough, you can be good at it. That's, like, her motto through the whole movie. Like, if you work hard enough. Because there is that lack of, like, actual nuance and development, there's less personality in her. So she's just embodying this, like, bootstrapping narrative that makes even less sense than actual like regular bootstrapping because it's in Jim Crow's New Orleans. Yeah, like, because the thing is, at the end of the movie, she doesn't really get a restaurant through hard work. She gets it because her rich um, white best friend helps give her money, and then she befriends a gator who's able to threaten people. Well, no, like, doesn't she still pay with her money? She pays some of it, but because there was still... There was still something. I thought Lottie did Lottie not help her at the end. I might I might be wrong about that. Cause I know she handed them the jars that she had in the beginning, but I didn't see any other money, so I just assumed they okay. like they took her deposit because she had that gator there to threaten them. Either way, she had a fucking gator to threaten them with. That's not just hard work. Like yeah, they accidentally proved that entire theory wrong just because of um the gator. Lewis is named Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. So. Tiana and Naveen, I do not believe they have chemistry. They don't. They really don't. Somewhere randomly, it's literally random, when Naveen starts looking at her in a kind of romantic way, like when, I think it's when Ray is singing about Evangeline. Yeah. He kind of starts looking at her romantically, and then he looks at her a little bit more, and then he's like, I love her. I'm gonna marry her. married. Obviously, we can't expect too much, because it's a Disney movie. Here's the thing, though. I think, like, there are some Disney movies where they have chemistry. Like, I think Aladdin and Jasmine have pretty good chemistry. Flynn and Rapunzel have really good chemistry. It can happen. They just, like, they made him too big of a misogynist in the beginning for him to have any redeeming quality. Because he just dismisses her as a waitress. And is like, oh, have fun doing all this for me. And even in the scenes where, like, they start to, like, love each other, Tiana's the one who has to, like, keep giving so she's the one who continues to help him she's the one who first becomes vulnerable with him and only after that does he like show any interest but that's still like a lot of giving without anything in return which kind of goes back to the mamminess of it all and it's just like uncomfy and i also don't like the fact that naveen isn't black and while i appreciate it, like i myself i am dating someone who is very much ethnically ambiguous so on one hand one of these years i'm gonna make him dress like naveen and i'm gonna dress like princess tiana and he's just gonna have to live with it but um it felt so off in the setting because even with naveen they didn't make him a specific ethnicity they just made him vaguely brown and just put him somewhere princess and the frog is a black movie yeah 
it's like the what's well, a movie that that the blacks have claimed um yes. so just like i feel like that was such a big misstep for that i think part of their um really poor romantic development is the lack of dr facilier in tiana's story but also her father i think with dr facilier he could have he could have done so much with tiana to get what he wanted from naveen and in and having her potentially life implicated that could have given them reason to become closer rather than just these little antics like with the like obviously it's kids movies disney movies there has to be goofy stuff but there's there's a lot more room for depth that could have still been like kid friendly but also with her father so you know disney loves a good dead parent and this was an easy way like oh he died in the war whatever whatever but i think it would have been a lot cooler and there would have been more depth had he been alive through at least half the movie because we could have seen that dynamic of him pushing her and her reason for needing this restaurant like so badly not just for her own passion but we could have seen their dynamic and there was also more room to explore the Jim Crow era with that but also if he had died say in the middle then that could have you know prompted something more intimate between Naveen and Tiana like a reason an actual reason for her to lean on him and to like uh be vulnerable with him her father's ghost is still so like deeply ingrained in the story because that's where like the heart is that like i feel like they could have done something similar with tiana's mom if they really wanted to that even would have been like maybe i think kind of cool to have like if the mother was the one who like did the cooking and that was how they related to each other and then like she thought that that was the big thing or just something to really bring a lot i feel like that would be a lovely like black mother-daughter dynamic that you don't really see often mm-hmm. or just something there i'm I, I i just don't like the fact how big of a ghost pun intended that her father is in the story but the thing is like what you were saying about the black people in fantasy and especially with the setting of the movie with Mama Odie and Dr. Facilier, who literally work with spirits, her father could have been a literal ghost in this movie and contributed to her development in that way. Ooh, like, right. <laughs> there's so many things they could have done to have made this better and more fantastical and deepened their relationships and also made her arc stronger, but they just chose not to. They just said, he's dead in the war because we love a dead parent and her mom doesn't really need to be there because it's not about her. Let's focus on the love. The love. It's not even a good love story. That's, it's... It's not at all. Okay, I'll admit, the looks that Naveen gives her, I squeal every time. I think those are like the, you know, the looks. But it doesn't, it doesn't make sense with what's happening. They have no reason to be together. Nothing emotional actually happened with them except for... What happened? So there was that where um, basically Chiano was like, oh, that's my dream, not our dream. I'm going to go do my restaurant. So he's like, Oof, all right. What is Naveen going to do with the restaurant? Just He's just going to play the ukulele and like do the serving stuff while Tiana's like doing the bills and everything? What? I think a big mistake was also making their first interaction, him being like, hey, you trying to like, and then she's like, ugh, and he's like, whatever. Like, what are we supposed to make of that? There's no, you give us nothing to make us believe that anything will happen here. And that's not a plot twist or whatever the fuck. It's just complete disinterest, which is what they actually have in each other. And then somehow they get married. 
I think you said this actually, like, because she is um, married to this non-black person, she is distanced a little bit from blackness. Yeah, and that's really not to say, like, interracial marriages, you can't still be black or whatnot, but it's the fact that in this movie, I, I feel like I could, like, hear their train process where, like, they couldn't make Lottie black, because then the beginning would be too black, and they couldn't make Naveen black, because then there would be a little bit too black, although they're frogs for half the time. I feel like there's not a good place where you can insert more black people in the story without making this movie seem too black. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it, but, ooh. Actually, no, I'm gonna get into it. Cause I think the biggest thing that disappoints me about this movie is that it's dis- it's so disappointing. But what Disney does with movies that feature people of color is they kind of do like a one and done culture, one culture, one movie type thing. So I, I genuinely feel like we're not going to get another black princess for like another 10 years or so or something. Like hopefully, I would love to be proven wrong about this. I know they're doing like that one sci-fi Disney Plus series featuring a black, uh, an African princess, so I'm glad for that, but like, I love Disney princess stuff, and I think it's great, and I think Tiana's just for me, like, such a disappointment, and I know they're not gonna try again anytime soon. I think we're both just getting sadder at this point. Yeah, I am. Because, <laughs> uh, like we said, we both, like, loved this movie as kids, and now, like, do you, do you want to briefly take a sec to just talk about things you like about this? Like, things that still bring you joy about this movie? I really love the intro song. Like, ooh. It's so That's good. my shit, yeah. For me, um, as an eight-year-old, I was really into cooking. So, so seeing this movie, and I also love the 1920s. So I was like, oh my gosh. We both love Mama Odie. Mama Odie is a queen. I love her. She's the best character in this movie. I also, um, I remember I watched, because uh, you know Ray dies, mm-hmm. and I do think, it's well sad, the idea of, I think it was a TikTok, where it was like, um, they basically killed off the comic relief, so imagine if like, at the end of Little Mermaid, like, Flounder just got like, in a net, and then just like, filleted in front of you and died. This is my blood. And we just saw Ray, like the comedic one who brought everyone together, just get squished like a bug. Ray's death was real sad and all, but it definitely like took away from the story a little bit. Like there was even less room for Tiana's arc to make sense. But the It wasn't even explicitly about her. It was to save Naveen so that they could both, you know, have their little happy ending, but all like on the front hand, it was about saving Naveen. So he dies for Naveen. Okay, I guess we're getting back to the sad stuff. That was a great reprise. I think we got a lot of happiness out there. This is sad. Yeah. Um, but how could a movie in fucking Jim Crow's New Orleans not be sad, you know? Yeah. Um, so, does this feel like good representation? Um, no. So, I think earlier I said, oh, it's whatever, but it's not good because this movie is not about Tiana and she's written so poorly. Her motivations, they're like, oh, my dad died and he liked to cook, so that's my dream too now and that's what's motivating me. And then I'm a strong black woman and I work too hard and then I meet Naveen. Ooh, maybe I'm missing something. And then they fall in love. I think it is okay representation for 2008 
So I I can imagine like eight year old me like, oh my gosh, this movie happened, then Obama got elected. Black people were moving up in the world. <laughs> I'm not gonna take that away from the vibe of 2008, because it was a vibe and it was kind of empowering. But now I'm just so disappointed and I just don't care about this movie. I will continue to watch it because this is my nostalgia bait for the rest of my life. <laughs> With that said, I'm just gonna briefly go into how pissed I am at the setting of this movie. There were options here. There were other options you could have done, but then you but now you've put like the one black story we get rooted deeply in 1920s oppression and history. It's like they can't imagine the idea of black people being a part of anything fantastical, which sucks. Like I love fantasy. It's one of my favorite genres, and I love diverse fantasy, but it very rarely happens because so often people of color are shoved into positions where history and oppression are the only things that they're compared by. And this movie just furthers along that um, that train of thought when there's so much out there. They could have had a made-up country like they did with, like, okay, Aladdin's not a good example, but, like, in theory! Like the Wakanda. Wakanda. A Wakanda before Wakanda. Or just something. But they didn't. They just shoved us back in the history. And I don't appreciate that. I think, like, to compare, I'll talk about Moana. Like, she's not a princess technically either. But her whole, like, story is revolved around adventure and, like, just exploring things and, like, learning new things about her history and everything. Whereas the problem with Tiana is that she's literally just working the whole time. And then she gets into some shenanigans and there's nothing fantastical really happening. Like there's no adventure, there's no fun and light and it's just really heavy. Like I can't get out of my situation. Yeah, and even like the big bad magic evil is based off a real religion. <laughs> exactly. So it's like they not even that is taken to the fantastical. They just like bring us back again and again to history. I'm okay if instead of a live action they make a prequel about Mama Odie. One thousand percent. Cause how old is she? A hundred and nine. Well, uh, mm -mm. no, yeah. not Disney. Yeah, I don't want in like ninety years before nineteen twenties isn't necessarily the best. I'm trying to do the math in my head now. Was Mama Odie a slave? She okay. had to be. Yeah. And wait, wait, wait. Yeah, because before that was the 1800s. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because the slavery officially ended in like 1865. Yeah. So she was like 30? Oh my god. Emancipation? No. That would be a good ass movie, just not from Disney. Not from Disney. I'd like to say, Disney, if you ever want to make a live action version of this or make another Black Princess movie, um, you, what you do is you contact us and we will gladly get it for you. Like we might make it a little too anti-capitalist, but it's okay. So you gotta do what you gotta do. Or how about this? It just doesn't exist here. So we can't even like touch on that. Capitalism yeah. doesn't exist. So what are you talking yeah. about? You're right. You're right. We go full fantasy. So we said this representation was okay. Good representation to me would mean she's a whole person and not just some idea, which means she's written well and acted well and everything. But also, there's room for faults. Like, she doesn't have to be a strong Black woman or she doesn't have to be perfect. And then, obviously, 
it shouldn't have to be said she doesn't fall into the most basic stereotypes of, you know, Mammy, Jezebel, and all of that stuff. Yeah. I think the issue is I wouldn't even have that much problem with her personality if the other black women in this movie were given, like, equal time working on their personality. Because I think when it comes to good representation, I agree that they definitely have to be full characters. But I don't even wholeheartedly agree that they have to have faults because, like... I think Black Panther does a pretty good job with representation and not a lot of those black women are faulty, per se. So I think it's just about, it's so hard to have good representation with just one black person because all of our expectations are shoved on them and we don't have any options for anything else. And I think that's where this movie really, like, becomes, like, at fault because they don't give the other black woman in this nearly as much attention. And so all of our focus is on this one who has some form of flaws but that's still not even written well and she herself as a character isn't written well so i think what makes good representation is there's more than one so that with equal time so we can you know actually experience both of them and then they are written slash developed well in a whole person and not just an idea so does princess and the frog do that no so, Princess and the Frog is an okay film, but it is not the pinnacle, obviously, of Black representation. Definitely still huge nostalgia bait, and I, I, neither of us are negating the huge impact it had on, like, small Black children when it came out. Because that was huge. It's been, what, 15 years? plus years? 15? Oh. Almost 15. Almost 15. I can't count. It's been over 10 years since... Yeah um this movie came out and there's so much time for reflection where this movie you, you know you just reflect on it and you think about it and you realize that and has it had more work to do but with that if you have any ideas for movies we should watch please let us know so yeah <laughs> i'm waikia i'm Ariel, and this has been that one black girl podcast